from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio, this is the Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer and Ron Miller. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for December 13th, 2018. Show number 62. Christmas countdown. Yeah. Only two more shows uh, of the Hammer Down uh, Racing Report before uh, we're done for the year. Pretty exciting. I know. It's crazy. What happens then? I don't know. I was thinking I'd have a hard time putting uh, some uh, information together for tonight's show, but I got all kinds of stuff going on. That's pretty exciting. I I just, I don't know, man. It's not a lot going on. There's never an off season anymore. No, there isn't. Especially with all the indoor racing. Speaking of which, uh, we'll be talking to Anton Hernandez, who uh, ran the 305 Race Seaver Sprint Series this past uh, season. Race Saver. I'm sorry, yeah, Race Saver. I said Race Seaver, didn't I? Yeah. Different thing. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be talking to him. He's also the uh, 2015, uh, was it Power Eye? Power Eye. Power Eye. Is that how we're pronouncing that? West Midget uh, champion. He was also the Rookie of the Year back in uh, 2015. He won the uh, 2018 Tulsa Shootout. So, and I believe he's running the the Chili Bowl this year, or well, the upcoming one, and uh, this weekend, uh, Nepper 55 in DeCoin, uh, Illinois. And we'll talk to him about that in, in so, a midget, correct? In a midget, yeah. In, the 74 in entries. It's a pretty impressive list uh, that I saw were entered in that. There's a lot. Of, these indoor races are getting huge. Uh, that's a good deal, you know. Yeah. Um, it keeps us, you know, get some of those fumes but, in. But it kind of uh, it kind of dilutes, I think, the specialness of like the Chili Bowl Nationals or, or whatever else. No, because the Chili Bowl yeah. Nationals, it's got tradition. The, the, the Gateway Race, uh, those are really big deal shows. Uh, those those are those are marquee shows of of each division, and yeah, everything else just leads up to it. All right, fair enough. Anyways, make sure to uh, vote for us. Uh, again, the Hammerdown Racing Report is uh, up for best podcast in Toledo uh, and the uh, Toledo City Papers uh, Best of Toledo. Uh, you can vote for us on our Facebook page. Uh, wait till after the show. You can just uh, click on it. We have uh, a post pinned to the top of our Facebook page there. Yep. That goes in through Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, the 18th. Right. So still a little bit of time to vote. You can vote once per day. And we I would appreciate you yeah. voting once a day. Yeah. I'm happy we got nominated, but it'd be cool if we could win that, too. Uh, We're up to uh, 1,099 likes on our Facebook page. One more to get 1,100. I I like even things. I'm a little OCD with that, so if we could get one more like on that, that would be cool. Yeah, 1099 just sounds like like a tax form. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, Visit HammerdownRacingReport.com. We have uh, links to everything there because we're now available uh, not only on... uh, uh, iHeartRadio, but uh, we're also on Google Play Music and iTunes, so there are all kinds of ways to consume our podcast, and all the links are there at uh, HammerdownRacingReport.com. Also. Also, <laughs> but wait. Uh, also, uh, a lot of news, uh, like I said, we'll be uh, talking about a lot of tracks announcing things. Uh, you got something you want to talk about a little I bit do. later as I well. Do. Imagine that. So, I've got an opinion. Yeah. There is some outdoor racing coming up uh, within the next uh, couple months as well around here right. in the cold. We'll be talking about that, and um, I don't want to give it all away. Uh, if you're looking for Christmas gifts, because that's coming up soon. It is, isn't it? When do you close your doors at Ron Miller Race Cars for the season? Like midnight on the 24th? Um, Are you open? Well... The, the Miller family has traditionally celebrated Christmas on Christmas Eve, so I, I like that tradition. So I'm going to be at the Miller family farm, and uh, if you're in a panic and you need a gift certificate, come knock on the door. I'm available. Give him a call; he'll tell you where it's at. Seven three four eight five six seven two two three. That's eight five six race, and uh, you got all kinds of stuff: tires, gift certificates, right. safety equipment. We, is, we've been is saying one. we've been saying for weeks. Nothing says I love you like a Christmas, like. Uh, Tires under a Christmas tree. There you go. It's like a ring. Oh, it is. You could give give that to your girlfriend. Just have a big tire and slide yeah. it on her arm or something. Oh, uh, here you know. go, honey. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'll work out real well. <laughs> you like that idea? I want tires. Oh, you want tires? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to put it on? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, not much uh, racing going on this past weekend. At all, not much, N- not not any really. Oh, I wanted to ask you. Uh, we were saw on Facebook um, a picture 
from what was it 1995 yep. at Toledo Speedway yep. and I watched that race and I was like oh you didn't win it they, what was what was that about that was a cool picture you and uh and uh, Rayburn yeah and and that was one of the first times CJ and I uh got together and we went over to the Toledo Speedway bar and grill after the race and tipped a few and got to know each other and and it was a great day it really was um I I got uh, unceremoniously taken out by my my good friend and employee Jerry Cook who was driving a car that we had built uh for a very good friend of mine did he win the race? No, no. Who was it that won that? It, it was a pavement car that was like a light year behind us. Oh. But. You got beat by a pavement car. I got taken out by a dirt car. <laughs> it uh, it really was. It was a fun race. And that's a race that I really wish Toledo Speedway would, br- would, would bring back. When was the last time uh, they had that? Because there was like dirt uh, late models and there were it was it was sort of an us versus them race. It was uh, pretty cool to look at. What was that like in September of '95 or something? Yeah, like yeah, it see. must have been. When was the last time they did that? That that may have been the last one. Um, they had a couple of shows there where uh, they they were more run what you brung. This was. Uh, pretty much bring your car in normal race trim but cj was there one year with uh, a wing on his car randy sweet was there one year with uh, big sideboards and uh, boy they were scary fast uh, rayburn was uh, Ray- rayburn came to the track and bought tires from us on, on the run what you brung show and uh, he want he said he came in and said he wanted four of the softest tires that we had so we sold him a set of flat rock tires. He went out and did his one warm-up lap, two qualifying laps, and a cool-down lap, and took him from stickers to canvas. Wow. <laughs> but, man, he was fast. I think he went through like a dozen tires during the day, um, probably three-quarters of the way through the race, he, he blew a tire, came into the pits, but in the driver's meeting, they had explained you had to come into the little track at Toledo. Uh, yeah, because this is before they had the pit road. But, right, heading yeah. going into turn one. Yeah. Well, he came off a of turn four on the, on the big track and turned immediately onto the little track, and they docked him one lap for improper pitting. Oops. And he made up his lap and was closing in on the leader, uh, uh, on the on the last lap, uh, and I think he did all of that, probably in a dozen laps. It, it, it was really fun to watch. Well, they need to bring that back. That'd be fun. They need to do. That some... was a fun wa- race to to watch the the pavement guys and right. the uh, the dirt guys. Right. And it, it didn't look like anybody had any big wings or anything. It looked like you guys were in regular race. Trim. Yeah, it was regular race okay. trim. So it wasn't technically outlaw. Then. No, it, it was just an us versus them pavement dirt versus dirt. Did you have uh, some slicks on, some pavement tires? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that was about the only rule that equaled the field was that you had to run their tire. And I, I believe back then it was a, a Goodyear tire, and everybody was on the same rubber. And, and I knew that especially our dirt cars were going to be hard on tires, so I think probably the first 20 laps I just sort of tippy-toed around, and you know, as long as I could see the leader, I was happy. Well, it was a cool picture of uh, you and, and Rayburn side-by-side side there. I, I, I'm yeah. guessing that was the very beginning of the race. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, CJ broke a motor there. Did he? Okay. That was a big track, too. You probably had to have uh, different gear in there. Yeah. Than, uh, Took a little bit away from what we normally ran. I'm assuming you had a different setup you threw in there for running on pavement. How does a, well, dirt, you gotta, car, you gotta, how does a dirt car handle on you pavement? you got to remember, back in 1995, our cars weren't all hiked up and doing what they are now. Uh, obviously, you could see the, the shovel but The noses nose. were definitely not quite right, as right. elongated. Right. So, you know, the cars weren't quite as crazy, and, and the, the, the chassis setup itself was a lot more tame. And uh, it it really was. It was a fun race, and and the our cars today have the adjustability to be able to go back and do that. So it wouldn't be a stretch to. Uh, I'll have to talk to Scott Schultz about that. Yeah. Yeah. Or Charlie Crawl. Or both. We know Charlie. We know. Yeah. We know people. 
Uh, let's cover a little bit of news here before we get to uh, Anton. We'll give him a call in about uh, three minutes or so. Uh, talk to him about uh, his season uh, running the Race Saver 305 uh, sprint cars. Uh, he had a, a pretty cool – We I put a video up on uh, the Hammerdown Racing Report of uh, his win uh, over there in Illinois. Blooming – was it Blooming – Bloomington. Bloomington. Why was I thinking Bloomingdale? So I'm going to go shopping or something. Yeah. I don't know. Fremont Speedway uh, promoter over the uh, last 11 or so years, Rich Farmer, revealed that uh, at the uh, Fremont Speedway Awards banquet that Ryan Sheets would be uh, taking over and is putting a team together that includes Justin Liskai as uh, competition director. So I'm not familiar with, with Sheets myself, but I guess he uh, was on the fair board right. as well. So. And as I understand it, they have completely done away with late models as part of their weekly show. Yep. Um, I know they're looking at some special shows. They may plug something in, and, and I would hope that they do, but uh, that, that crate race class that they have. I wouldn't be surprised if they have uh, American Late Model Series or Ethanol Series right. show here or there. I, I think that would be a good thing. We'll find out eventually when the schedules start uh, coming out. Uh, a couple things have been announced uh, as far as younger drivers. We were talking about this uh, uh, before the show a little bit. Atomic Speedway and Jackson County Speedway announced a new class for 2019. It's going to be called the Next Generation Sport Mods for kids 12 to 17 only. Uh, drivers with racing experience will be able to start in the class right away. For others uh, without racing experience, they're going to have Sunday mornings available, and they can practice on uh, Sunday mornings, and once the parents and track officials agree that they're ready for weekly racing, they can join in the racing on Saturday nights, I believe it is. So, yeah. we, I mean, we saw that with the Hornets at Oakshade several years ago, and then that was kind of opened up for everybody. And, and another thing uh, going on, Flat Rock has uh, their season opener uh, announced on April 28th, and they have a, a junior late model deal there that's going to be making a debut along with the JEGS CRA All-Stars Tour presented by Chevrolet. Uh, the CRA Junior Late Model Series will also be in action. That's going to be the first night for them uh, featuring 10 to 15-year-old drivers in full-size late models with economical drivetrain and suspension alternatives. I told you that we had uh, seen And that's those, April 28th, we, we've Sunday seen, afternoon. We've seen those races out in California on uh, MAV-TV, uh, Speed 51. Younger drivers? Younger drivers, yeah. And uh, kind of joking about uh, winners getting out of the car. Hi, I'd like to thank my mommy and daddy, <laughs> and especially Grandpa, for being there every week. You know, you sounded like that at one time, I bet. No. Uh-uh, buddy. No. <laughs> I have always sounded just like this. <laughs> well, you were like a 10-year-old, and you were, hey, how's yeah. it going? Hey, dude. <laughs> How old were you when you first started racing? 16. Okay. All right, so you might have been like, hi! <laughs> yeah, yeah, the voice would crack once in a while. Oh, my goodness. How about we uh, get Anton on the phone here, switch gears a little bit here before we get to the rest of our news? Sound like a good idea? Sure. All right. Uh, Anton from uh, Texas, I do believe, as a matter of fact. Let's see. Uh, Hopefully I dialed right Please there. leave your message for 8-1. Oh, let's try that again. Please leave your message for 8-1. All right, how about we leave a message and have him call us? That would work. All right. Hey, Anton, it's Scott Hammer, Ron Miller from the Hammerdown Racing Report. Give us a call, 419-214-0925. That's 419 Zero nine two five. We'll uh, we'll try you back here in a little bit if uh, we don't hear from you. So in the meantime, you've got a boatload of news there. I, Scott. I do. So uh, again, uh, trying to talk to Anton Hernandez here. Um, we'll switch back over to this page. Uh, told you a little bit about this before we started about Noah Gragson. We talked about him well, that yeah. he that he won the uh, snowball derby down there in uh, Five Flags, Pensacola, Florida, a couple weeks ago. That was the same race where that uh, dude threw his helmet at his crew because they didn't get his luck. Sounds like it was right. a fun filled weekend. Yeah. It really does. So uh, apparently Noah said before the race that uh, he was going to kiss the trophy girl if he happened to win, <laughs> and he happened to win. So he happened to win. He happened He's a to good win. racer. Yeah, yeah. So he picked up the win. He went in for, I saw the video of the kiss. He went in for the kiss, and she kind of turned away at the last minute. 
And then they he kind of said something to her. I don't know what he said. Maybe I'll give you like a million dollars or something. I don't know. I'm just that speculation. And then uh, went back in for the kiss and full mouth, open mouth right in there. And uh, I guess uh, that got on uh, social media and uh, with the highly sensitive state of uh, things, the Me Too movement and all that stuff, uh, I guess there's a lot of uh, complaining going on, a lot of uh, fe- feathers ruffled oh, yeah. about the, the whole incident. Um, and he was actually, uh, actually, they were uh, seen together. Uh, was it the week after or something? Like well, that? I would imagine it after was, a kiss like that. They, they were together at the Xfinity uh, Truck Series Award Banquets. It was this past weekend, I guess, is when she, that was. She was probably very impressed. Yeah, yeah maybe. I mean, whatever. Uh, Kenny Wallace, I guess, uh, had this to say about folks that were complaining uh, about the whole uh, kiss deal on uh, Twitter. He says, quote, I'm on Twitter, and I'm seeing that people are getting upset and mean toward Noah Gregson. I've got a mother bleeping message for all you assholes. Get a mother beep life. Ing life. Yeah. Thank you for the uh, censorship there. That's that's just fine. we (laughs) got to keep our FCC license. Uh, Speaking of NASCAR, uh, they've revealed the start times for the 2019 Monster Energy Cup Series races and the TV networks. Uh, no big changes other than the uh, September Las Vegas race will uh, kick off the playoffs, and it'll be in prime time to finish under the lights. Just push back a little bit, start time. Virtually all the races are going Pretty to much be the same. under lights. No changes uh, in NASCAR probably until 2020, and then pretty much anything is open for, uh, for NASCAR. As far uh, as tracks. Well, I think Monster Energy leaves, too, after track. 19, don't yeah, they? I think so. Yeah, they think their whole uh, title sponsorship uh, deal is going to change. There'll be a lot of changes in 2020. It'll be inter- interesting to see what happens. Maybe it'll be a good thing. Jamie McMurray is joining the uh, Fox broadcast team. You recall he lost his uh, ride to uh, Kurt Busch. Right. He's moving to the number one. So he'll be uh, working for Fox in 2019. So good for him. He's got a new ride. Yeah. On TV. Ride the bus to the track. (laughs) The uh, Vores Welding CRA Late Model Sportsman Series have released their 2019 uh, schedule. All the races are in Indiana, including a couple at uh, Bear Field over in Fort Wayne on uh, May 11th and July 20th. Now, all of that at Bear Field is on the pavement track, correct? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Seeing as how I I believe that there's grass growing where the dirt track was. Yep. Much to your dismay, I'm sure. Just checking, just checking. Uh, Five Ontario, uh, Canada dirt tracks have gotten together. I didn't realize there was five dirt tracks in Ontario, Canada, but uh, they've gotten together to announce the Ontario Dirt Competition Committee. This kind of sounds similar to the uh, that sprint car committee that was formed, but these are the tracks that have gotten together uh, with the intention to govern the rules for both street stock and mini stock type race cars at Brighton Speedway. Humberstone Speedway, Merrittville Speedway. I'm not even going to pronounce which, some of these which, towns. Which is different from Merritt. Yeah, Merritt not, not Merritt in Michigan. This is still These are all Canadian tracks in Ontario. Oshwiken Speedway uh, and uh, South Buxton Raceway, which is the one one of the right. five tracks that I'm actually uh, familiar with. So apparently... Uh, and, and amazingly, I like that concept of, of, of different, different aspects of racing uh, getting together and trying to coordinate things and we're going to talk about that a little bit later no that makes sense and you want to talk about keeping costs down i think maybe making uh the rules uh consistent across different tracks so you can race at different places will help right. keep costs down because you don't have to change your car to go to different places you know fortunately other with, than setup fortunately with late models that's pretty easy most late model full-blown late models race under the same rules uh, tires is pretty Michi- much the only Michigan tracks have uh, have an American racer tire that's pretty hard and uh, actually helps contain costs. Uh, so you prefer the American racer tire? Uh, I think a tire that would last longer could help contain costs. Yeah, and we'll get into that later. How competitive is that with uh, the tires? As long as everybody's on the same thing, Scott, it, it's very well, good. I'm, you know, I'm, saying, about, I'm about, saying compared to if you're racing someone on American Racer and what you run at uh, at Oakshader or somewhere else. I would think... Is that, or can you be competitive on American Racers? I don't think if you brought a car down from 
Michigan with American Racer tires that you would be that competitive uh, at Oakshade. Okay, fair enough. On a hard abrasive track like some of the Michigan tracks, eh, it could be a different deal. All right. Uh, got some. Uh, yeah, we did that. Got some uh, more silly season news here. 2018 World of Outlaw Craftsman Late Models uh, Series champ Mike Marler uh, will run for Kevin Rumley's family operation in 2019, leaving 2018 Lucas Oil champion Jonathan, Jonathan uh, Demport without a ride, at least as of a couple of days ago. Kind of like the Craftsman truck driver. Oh. Yeah, the champion. <laughs> yeah. You're out of a ride. You don't have money. You can't uh, bring in money like this. That's sad. Driver. That's really sad, Scott. Which is, uh, well, how about uh, you want to... You want to go on your little rant there about uh, keeping costs down? Yeah, now, I can then, do then we'll that. We'll try and get Anton back up. I can do that because, okay. uh, you know, we were just talking about tracks getting together and, and uh, coming up with, with common commonality. I, I think Isn't that how what UMP originally started? It United was. United Midwestern Bob, promoters? Bob, Bob Memmer was really fed up with the way that uh, late model racing was going. They had the wedge cars, and he came up with a set of rules that – brought the bodies back in, uh, you know, there, there were no expensive shocks back then, but there was no shock roll, there was no engine roll, um, but he was, he, he brought the bodies back in, and it really made for some very good racing. And About when was that? Early, early to mid-80s. Okay. Was that at the time when uh, the late models were the big wedges with oh, the absolutely. big wings on the back? Yeah. The Charlie Schwartz cars, yeah. And I remember watching Dave Marco. His car was just a, yeah, like a triangle. Right. And those cars were, they were fun to watch. But uh, because of aerodynamics, back then, engines weren't uh, where they are today. And, and that was really hard. It was hard on motors and uh, a lot of failures there. Uh, so he brought some sense, sensibility back to racing. And uh, how many people, uh, you know, how many tracks got on board back when he started that? You know, a, a, a fair amount of cars out in Illinois, Indiana, went with them. Uh, Oakshade was a little late to the table. Um, they they liked the concept, but um, at that point, they, they liked uh, competition in, in everything, and they didn't want to do just a, a one-tire roll. So Oakshade was kind of late to, uh, to the party on that, but uh, it, it turned out really, really well for them. Anyway, um, there's there's two directions that I believe uh, late model racing in general needs to head. First of all, I I like the the competition groups. Um, I I think that instead of having the top-level racers involved with it, I think you need to have some of the the middle-of-the-pack guys. It just makes more sense that those are the guys that are racing on on limited budgets, and, and they would know what it's going to take to constrain racing a little bit. Um, I think the tracks need to be involved. Uh, we, we need to have uh, some probably paramedics and fire departments coming in and, and talking to, uh, uh, looking at safety aspects that we as racers and tracks as promoters might not be aware of. So I, I think that uh, a good group of of concerned race fans and racers uh, could make a significant difference. But I think more than anything, Scott, we really need to reel in, and and we've talked about this and talked about it, but we're at the point where we need to have a set of rules that's geared around the weekly racers, not rules that are determined by the upper echelon, the top 15, 20 guys, that uh, money really isn't a factor. Um. Without the middle of the pack, guys, racing is going to continue to diminish in all the tracks. And we've seen that. Uh, it's time that the racetracks themselves get a hold of the sanctioning bodies, whether it's UMP or IMCA. Are you or, calling out the uh, promoters, yeah, our local track promoters? I am right now. Okay. It's time that the promoters talk to the sanctioning bodies and tell them that the rules have to be made so that you don't have to have a seventy dollars or $80,000 race car. And believe it or not, Scott, that's, that's what a late model, just a bare-bones late model costs with an engine right now. 
We're talking seventy to eighty thousand dollars. The PRI show just last week showed that. Change, yeah. <laughs> there, there just aren't that many weekly racers that can throw that kind of money around. So, especially if you're only running for for, for what, twelve, twelve, fifteen hundred dollars, you would have to win forty races a year just to pay for the car, not replacing any tires, not not. I don't even think that would cover the car. <laughs> barely. Yeah, barely. Fuel, tires, repairs. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Safety you know, equipment. If you won every race, you, you, you're you not going to doing weekly racing. And we need to reel weekly racing back in. And if it means having a total separate set of rules for the World of Outlaw and Lucas guys and then a set of rules for weekly guys, I understand it. And, and yes, the Lucas and World of Outlaw guys, Late well, people, people like seeing their local uh, racers well, race against the, they do. the national well, guys. And that's going to force them to get realistic with their rules because they can't go to a racetrack with 10 or 12 cars and put a race on. They they need to have an us-versus-them atmosphere. So if if the racetracks get a hold of UMP, IMCA, uh, any of the other sanctioning bodies and say, hey, look, we have to make racing more affordable because we're losing too much of our field, Um I, I think that I, I think that the tracks could make that happen. The racers. How many want, tracks do you think are going to have to get together for for that to actually make some kind of an impact? All the ones that have been affected by poor attendance. So every you know when the car counts but, go down, the fan counts go down. It's a trickle down effect. But somebody needs to step up and get those tracks to come together. Somebody yeah, needs know, to take the lead with it. Everybody has said, oh, we just need yeah. another sanctioning body. We don't need well, another sanctioning body. We know what body. we need to do. Now we somebody need, needs to take action. We need a sanctioning body that has balls enough to say, hey, look, this is what we're going to do, and then enforce it. Right now, the top 10 or 12 guys in the two major touring series really write the rules. Whatever they show up with is going to be there. You know, they're not going to tell Scott Bloomquist, no, we don't like your car, go home. He's got problems with his uh, hauler, though. Yeah, he does. (laughs) He keeps falling out of it. (laughs) No, he trips over. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, we we absolutely have to do something, Scott. Uh, $80,000, $70,000 race cars just can't race for $1,500 to win. You know, and last week we were talking about Fairbury going twenty five hundred to win uh, for the late models, three hundred to start. That doesn't begin to cover the cost. You know, it's a step in the right direction, though. Right, but racetracks racetracks are facing fifteen hundred to win for the modified too. Yeah, racetracks are facing their own tough times. You know, we can't go to the well and demand more water. So what we need to do is just make it a way. To make the water last longer. So, what was uh, the payouts like in the eighties? How much has the payouts uh, gone up over the years? Thousand to win, hundred and hundred, hundred and twenty-five to start. So, payments really haven't gone up with inflation. Not at all. Okay. Not at all, and certainly not with the cost of the cars that we're we're having to field. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and track expenses, I'm sure, have gone up, especially with insurance and all. Have they? So. Absolutely have. I don't know. I think that uh, Ryan Miller needs to lead this charge. Get the t- call for a meeting. Have a meeting. Uh, maybe should have been at uh, PRI. Maybe had a meeting there. Yeah, just stuff going on. Couldn't manage that <laughs> one. But all right. Well, maybe we'll have a, a meeting here. Absolutely. Racing report. Absolutely. Let's get let's, everybody. In. Let's get a couple of racers, a couple of promoters, and and get things going. Okay. I'll, I'll let you organize that. I talked. With, I'll, I'll give you the forum. This will be the I, forum. I talked with Gene Hendrickson from Mid Michigan. Actually, he called today to let me know that they had scheduled their their Whiteout 100, and we'll talk about that. I know you've got notes on that, but uh, we had a Just chance. Just when it is, we we had a chance to talk about uh, what goes on at his racetrack, and he doesn't have a huge payout for his late models. Probably half of what. What does he run up there in a regular? Uh, now. Now, last year, because of because of health issues in the family, he didn't run at all last summer. Oh, I did not run. Um, but they will be, and that was one of the things he told me, is that they will be running every Friday night this summer at Mid-Michigan. So uh, they pay probably half or less than half of what a normal late model win would be. But they get some guys that really enjoy racing, don't have $80,000 race cars, and put on a damn good show. 
Do you, you go up there and race? What nights do they race? Friday. Normally? Fridays. Okay. Doesn't I-96 run Fridays? Yeah, they do, and they're not that far apart. Huh. Okay. Gene was saying he believes his car counts will be better than I-96 this summer. Um, That's a bold statement. And and they will be paying significantly more Although I don't know what I-96's uh, regular car counts were. I know they had pretty good ones for the uh, ethanol series for, for the big races yeah. absolutely and, and, and they the did eth- some sunday shows too right and the ethanol series did pull uh quite a few cars to their their events this year well should we try uh, and get anton back here yeah I'd give anton a call give him another chance i think he's in texas and i think they're an hour behind so maybe he's uh confused and thinks that it's 7 15 his time maybe which would be 8 15 maybe uh, they're two hours behind well it's, texas is a big state Never know. I don't know. He went straight to voicemail the first two times, so we'll see what happens this time. Maybe he was on the phone. Or his phone's dead. If he doesn't answer, we'll do a, a mock interview here. Please leave your message yeah. for 8 Yeah, okay. Well... Well, we tried. I had it organized here. This this year's winner of the I Chili Bowl Nationals. This is my my thing, yeah. Well, he won the uh, Tulsa shootout in 2018. Can you uh, message him on Facebook? I did. Oh, okay. I'm already on that. Hey, call me. But if his phone's dead, he's probably not going to see that either. Uh, but, yeah, no, he uh, f- just talking to him. He's going to be running the Nepper 55, which, uh, oops, I suppose I should hang that up. Oh, you had it on. Okay. I'll say, wait a minute, wait yeah, a minute. No, no. We, just, we just left him a blank voicemail there. Um, no, he's going to be running the Nepper 55, uh, which is becoming a pretty big thing over in uh, Illinois. Illinois at the, uh, I forget where it was. It's an indoor race, though. Um, 74 entries in that already. And, I well, I think that's probably going to be it because it's this Saturday night. It's a USAC midget race. Uh, Chase Briscoe, Christopher Bell, and late model driver Brian Shirley all among the uh, registered. Really? Drivers, as well as Anton. Now, when's, when's the race over in Fort Wayne? That is, will be coming. That's the Rumble in Fort Wayne. That is uh, the end of December, 28th and 29th. Okay, all right. Midgets, quarter midgets, go-karts. They don't put dirt down for that, though. No, huh? They run on the, the concrete. Concrete they put, like Coke syrup co- down. Okay. Yeah. yeah, they put Coke syrup down, and that causes the tires to build, the track to build up rubber, and it gets. I've seen that. It looks kind of, I wonder how they get that off. Well, it's got Coke syrup as a base, and you just mop it with hot water, and, mm-hmm. and it comes up. Done. All right. That's how they should uh, prep dirt tracks. Just mop it up when you're done, if it slicks over, right? Yeah, uh, we, we were involved uh, with racing at that uh, ill-fated race over at the DeVos Center uh, up in Michigan. and uh, Ill-fated race? Yeah. I don't, I'm not, it, I'm, was a, it was a fun race. It was indoors, great time. The The fumes got kind of bad, but, uh, you know, they shut down racing for 10 minutes and let the place ventilate. But uh, there was a problem with some checks from the promoter. Oh, that, oh uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. I've heard about these kind of incidents before. Yeah, that was a race that didn't pay very well for some pretty high-profile racers. Usually not, uh, not real positive when things like that happens no but that guy's still promoting races is he yeah yeah what do you know where uh give me a state there, Michigan? no no out in no. iowa there's oh. a, there's a fairgrounds track out there that runs some races and uh he's the promoter there okay all right that actually i think it's the state fair all right so if he owes you some money, just do a little bit of homework or message me on Facebook. Does he still owe you money? little. Okay. How many promoters still owe you money? How many times have you been stiffed at the payout? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Not not a lot. Not too much? I did. The the first modif- – when, when I was running Big Block Modifieds over in New York, and it was a big deal, you know, a little track in Fairhaven, Vermont, Devil's Bowl Speedway, and uh, – the, the 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 crowd was terrible, Scott. It really was. He had a nice field of cars, and he had a driver's meeting. Says, "Hey, look, um, I'm going to have to cut the purse, or I'll just give you your pit pass money back." And general consensus, and we'll all go home. <laughs> yeah, general consensus was, "Hell, we're here. Let's race." Um, was there no crowd? No, the crowd was bad. Oh. It really was, I, and I felt bad for the guy. And uh, 
was we, we weather, asked, weather an we issue? Asked him, we asked him what he was going to pay, uh, and he said, oh, I, I don't know, uh, um, probably half. And, uh, well, it, it turned out that he took the winner's purse, cut that in half, and then spread it through the field. I, I was— You need to be more specific when you he, ask how much Yeah, yeah. I, I was— running third behind two cars that were just all over the place and trying to figure out how to pass them and going down the bat stretch they they banged wheels off of each other and headed off the track and i went around and won and went got to the got to the pay window and i got 125 bucks hey it's not bad uh now these are full-blown big block dirt modifieds (laughs) but it uh but it was my first feature win in one, so it, you know, it was fun. And, That's all that and, matters. Uh, and I did get a couple of free pit passes. He he ran another track in the Albany, New York area, and uh, I got some free pit passes. So I I made right. him feel bad. I can't imagine you doing that. How about we open up uh, the phone lines, anybody? Since uh, I think Anton may have the wrong time zone. Uh, you want to do that? Field any phone calls? Not that anybody yeah. will call, but we can open up the phone. Yeah. Lines. Oh, absolutely. If you want to call in, uh, 419—we'll talk about whatever you want. We're kind of laid back tonight. 419-214-0925. That's 419. That's us. 214. Yep. And then 0925. Yeah, because we share the studio. We we allow we, them to uh, yeah. run their show. We allow 92.5 to use this studio when we're, when we're not using it. Right. <laughs> That's the way it works. I guarantee it. Not lying to you. So if you want to call and talk about whatever you can. Um, and, and if you've got any thoughts on how to contain the costs on racing. You um, want to know about it. Absolutely. Um, one, a couple more things about uh, Anton here. I mentioned he was the uh, 2015 uh, Power Eye West Midget Champ and Rookie of the Year. And he won the uh, that Tulsa shootout last year, or actually earlier this year. I guess it was the 2018 Tulsa shootout in the uh, 1200cc class. Uh, so he, he's got some wins in that uh, receiver uh, sprint car series running the 305 sprint car. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, Ring him up. Who, 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 is, who are we ringing? Here, I'll just do this. I don't know who we're calling. So I don't remember what it was. Oh, he won some races, the 305 receiver sprint okay. race saver sprint series. Talking about Anton Hernandez. So we're calling Michigan? Is that what we're doing? Yes. Okay. Hello. Gene Henriksen, Ron Miller, Scott Hammer, Hammerdown uh-huh. Racing Report. Uh, okay. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. And you? Surprise! <laughs> I'm doing good. Hey, we had we had our, our caller tonight stand us up. Uh, we got something blinking in there, Scott? No, that could be him. <laughs> hey, can you hold on a second? I got all night. All right. Thanks, Gene. Okay, let's, uh... Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm just going to keep hitting buttons. Oh, we lost Gene. No. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Boy, I'm it's telling with you. the phones. Wow. We're gonna this have is to one re- of our best shows ever right We're here. We're going to have to request a new board op. <laughs> I think so. So you want to call Gene back again? Yeah, you got redial there? Uh, I got a drop and a hold in a... Uh, no, I don't. Listening to our show is like listening to a dial tone. What? Are we going to talk to him about... Uh, you got one coming in again. Admission. Oh, son of a... We're going to hang up on Gene. Hammer Down Racing Report. Hey, uh, it's Anton Hernandez. Hey, Anton. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're having fun with our phones over here. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. I, I, my phone died. And I was rushing trying to get it charged. Gotcha. Are you good now? Do you have a little bit of charge? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. It's on the charge, and I'm good to go. All right. Well, better late than never. Scott, I'm Scott Hammer, uh, Ron Miller with me here in the studio, and uh, now talking to Anton Hernandez, the 2018 uh, or Tulsa shootout winner, 1,200cc class, right? Yes. All right. And the 2015 Power Eye West Midget Champion and Rookie of the Year. 
Uh, this season, running the race save race saver. I always want to say race saver. Race saver three hundred five uh, sprint car series, right? Yes, sir. So, uh, how long? Let's uh, let's start uh, at the beginning. Uh, how did you get into racing? How long have you been racing? Uh, well, I started when I was as soon as I turned seven in March. I started racing. So, uh, was that about fourteen years now? Um. So you're 21. I did the math there. You're 21, right? Almost 21. Almost, okay. Yes. Uh, so I was 13 and a half, I'd say, something like that. But, um, yeah, my dad was like, hey, uh, you want to – we started to go to the local sprint car races at Cowtown Speedway in Kendall, Texas, and we just go to the sprint car races Saturday nights, and we found out Friday nights they had go-kart races. So we started going for a few weeks, and then my dad was like, hey, you want to race next season? I was like, yeah, sure. So he built a go-kart, a little three-and-a-half-horsepower beginner car, and we just started rolling, and throughout the years, we just done pretty well, and eventually a guy named Rick Bailey, uh, he was like kind of like a scout-type deal, and he'd go to the go-kart track and just kind of watch out for drivers he was interested in. And he uh, approached us, me and my dad, and was like, hey, uh, I have this car at the shop, why don't you come look at it? So we went to the shop, and it was a, a micro sprint, 600cc. And he was like, hey, uh, next year you want to run it? And we were like, heck yeah. So we started running for him, and turns out he has a bunch of connections up in Indiana. So <laughs> he's the first person that kind of got me hooked up up there. He took me up there in 2013, I believe. I think it was 2013, and ran a few races. And then that just kind of got the ball rolling. It's pretty nice that uh, you're one of the the few guys that I've heard lately that raw talent got them uh, in, into some good rides. It just seems like uh, you didn't have money behind a you. A lot that of the kids <laughs> coming in today have to buy their way in. I, I, I like the way you're doing it. Yeah, um, it's even in go karts we didn't, we couldn't really afford like the good motors, so we always ran stock motors and just kind of piece piece things together and just ran what we got and did well with it and i guess it just showed and people started watching out for that now you uh were the 2015 power eye west midget champ and rookie of the year that's both in uh, 2015 right um yes sir and did you uh how did you just run that that series then in uh, 2015 yeah, I ran the midget deal for Roger Oaks. Um, he had a, a Gertie, I think it was a GR something chassis. But yeah, it was a good little car. But, uh, yeah, I ran the midget and ran a few micro stuff for a guy named Donald Nicholson. So at, at that time, I was running midgets and micros. So uh, was last or this past season, was that your first season in a 305 sprint car? Um, well, last year I ran about six or seven races on a sprint car. And so I was still pretty fresh. I ran some non-wing and wing stuff. and Last year meaning 2017, right? Yes. Okay. And then 2018, when I went up to Indiana, that was my first time in a – my first full year in a sprint car. How many uh, wins you rack up this season? Uh, we had seven and got one taken away. <laughs> what happened there? All right, well – Okay, I don't really want to go into detail. Oh. <laughs> well, we had a titanium rotor on the car that I didn't know about, and uh, we had a crew chief that didn't let me know about it, and he walked away from the deal. So I was doing all the maintenance, and I was doing everything to the car, washing it, maintaining it, putting the setup and whatnot. And about five weeks later, he uh, won a race, and went to tech and they went straight to the rotor. I guess someone knew about it and they're like, Oh, titanium. So you're, you're disqualified. And I was like, well, I didn't know we'll go get it fixed and we'll be illegal the next week and came back next week and ended up winning the deal. So I guess I didn't really. And you probably couldn't tell the difference. Not it was 0.8 pounds lighter than the steel one we had on there. So, I mean, it's just, it was part, it was part of the rules. So, I mean, it's part of the rules. It's part of the rules. So yeah, but you know, it's just one of those deals that was kind of unfortunate deal. But we went and fixed it and make sure it won't happen again. 
Good deal. So, so where did the, where does the the Race Saver uh, Sprint Series uh, primarily race around? Because I know there was that race in, in Indiana. Uh, where else? What other tracks uh, does that hit? Well, Race Saver they actually have in, in multiple states. They have the Texas Race Savers, Oklahoma Race Savers, Indiana Race Savers. I think Nebraska has a Race Saver thing. Pennsylvania. So the three hundred five started getting pretty big, but here in Indiana. We ran uh, at Bloomington Speedway, um, Putnamville, um, Shady Hill, Twin Cities. Um, we went to Tri-City Hopstot. We went to Kokomo once. And I think there's one more. You're getting pretty close to us with those tracks. <laughs> yeah, there's a pretty good competition in those deals, and they're known tracks up there, and they're, they're fun tracks to run on. They're well maintenance and well equipped so no you live don't you live in texas yes i'm in texas right now i live in arlington texas uh i came back after the season's over in indiana when there's no racing and in texas they'll run until november december so yeah i came back here and ran uh the micro for donald nicholson we uh ran three races up here well, you're, down com- here. you're coming back Actually. up to the Midwest uh, this weekend for that Nepper 55 USAC midget race, right? Yes, I'll be leaving tomorrow morning, and it's about a 10-hour drive, and I'll run that deal and come back. That's, that's and, a pretty big deal from uh, from what I was looking at there. you got to get some big names in there. you got Chase Briscoe, Christopher Bell, uh, late model driver Brian Shirley's in there, and, you know, 74 total entries, including yourself. And you're in a pretty good ride for that for that race? It's a great car. Um, we're kind of lacking motor compared to the Toyota guys. We're pushing about, but it's a Gertie, so it's, it's not a Toyota big, big 400 horsepower machine. But it's, I mean, it's, it's decent. It pushes about 300 horsepower. It's about 100, 100 horsepower off. But with that small track, I think we'll be, I think we'll be fine. Driver's track. Just put exactly. a little gear to it. You'll be good. <laughs> Don't wind her up. We're not afraid. So. So are you, oh, yeah. you running the uh, Chili Bowl as well? Yes, sir. Well, before that, once I get back from the Knepper race, we'll go to the Tulsa Shootout, and that, that's in the same building as mm-hmm. the Chili Bowl. It's just micros, and then two weeks later, it's the Chili Bowl. So so you're running both it. both of those events there in Tulsa? Yes, I'm running three classes for the shootout, running uh, A-class non-wing, outlaw non-wing, and then A-class wing. So, pretty pretty um, much anything with wheels, you're going to be racing it. Oh, yeah. Anything I get my hands on, I'll do it. If it's safe and good, good car, and I'll, heck yeah, I'll, I'll run it for you. How, how do you how, how do you like running the uh, the indoor events uh, as compared to the running outdoors during the summer? Oh, I love them. They're just action-packed. They're small, short. There's no really, like, it's just really racy. And the atmosphere around it's really cool. It's kind of like an arena type deal, and just uh, it's loud, noisy, dusty. And just, I love it. It's just a cool atmosphere to be around. And man, the main part is just it's really racy and action packed, and anything can happen at any time. So it's it's pretty cool. Constantly up on the wheel. Oh yeah, you have to be. If not, then I guess you'll be sitting in the back. But yeah, it's it's a wheel type deal. Those indoor shows. So it's, it's just really fun. Mainly just because indoors, you don't really get to do it a lot, and most of the tracks are outdoors, so it's really interesting. Might we see you uh, next year at the Gateway Dirt Nationals in a midget? Oh, I mean, yeah. I'd, if I'd they invite you that. or if they open that up so it's not invite only? Um, well, if if they continue to keep doing the late models and like if they – have those three classes the late models mods and midgets i think it'll stay invite only only because i would say because of room oh yeah that's but, true <laughs> but yeah it'd be cool to open it up I'd, i mean i'd love to get an invite just uh, i guess i don't really want to say like nothing bad about it. i guess you got to be like a certain type of famous to get in it or <laughs> well I don't, know, I don't know how they do the invites so i couldn't really tell you but what? yeah it'd be really cool to get invited and be able to run that deal it's a to get the race at a big stadium with twenty thousand, but oh yeah, I'd say what twenty thousand fans in the stand. It'd be really cool. 
Obviously, you're an open wheel guy. Any any thoughts of uh, maybe progressing to Indy, or what are your goals? Yeah, what, yeah. What's your ultimate goal in racing? Yeah, I mean, my goal is to get to possibly run USAC full time or World of Outlaws World uh, full time, and heck, if something happens to get NASCAR, I'd like to shoot for that. I mean, it's asphalt and it's a lot different, but I'd like to. I mean, it pays better. And a lot. <laughs> so, so you wouldn't mind fenders and doors? I mean, yeah, it's just that, and you get to race with, I'd say, I guess, famous people, and it's just something I've dreamed about since I was little, so that'd be something really cool. But I'd really like to run World of Outlaws or USAC because I just love running that. And it's just dirt racing is the best type of racing there is. So I keep hearing that. It seems to be a, a common, uh, common thing. The people are saying uh, everyone's a big family and everyone's real friendly and helpful and it's not too politically correct and it's it's a really cool deal it's a lot of great drivers and the, the cars are just really awesome i think we talked i think we talked about it last week don't the outlaws have like a 70 show schedule it's a Actually, lot yeah the world of outlaws have 96 races yeah, a year. Was, yeah. that's yeah that's crazy and then i think you around 60 or 70 i'm pretty sure so yeah they race it's a long a season it's, yeah they only have what 32 races so also with the dirt you get to race more so you get to race two or three times a week which is really awesome which heck if i could race every single day i would <laughs> <laughs> so uh for your racing experience so far what uh, has been your favorite track and why favorite track i'd probably say I really love Kokomo and Hobstadt just just because of the fact that both of them are very racy and they're well-maintained and they're just really well-known tracks that a lot of big drivers have come up to run. And it's just, they're always known, they're always talked about. So I'd say yeah, Kokomo and Hobstadt. Okay. Uh, what's the craziest thing uh, to ever happen to you while racing, other than having that wind taken away? Um... Hmm. Probably there's a 2016 took a big ride in a USAC national show in Beloit. I forgot what state it was, but it was Beloit, I think Beloit, Kansas, or Beloit something. But uh, yeah, I flipped about eight times on my front stretch. My oh. worst worst flip I've ever had. I've never taken a bad ride before, and that was probably my worst one. I've flipped like. Do little topple overs and like like a time and a half or something. But I've never really trashed a car flip eight times down a front stretch. That one blacken your eyes a little bit. Do what? That one blacken your eyes a little bit. Um, yeah, a little bit. It wasn't as extreme as some people, but I guess I've, what I've heard is like if you close your eyes, it kind of helps with it. So like I closed my eyes and it just felt like forever. You kind of go in slow mo when it happens. <laughs> And it's like, dang, is this thing ever going to stop? And it just keeps going. And when you finally land, you're, you're all kind of, your adrenaline's pumping. You're trying to get out. And you get out, and you're just, like, woozy. And just kind of, like, have to take a deep breath and just chill out for a second. But I'd say that's probably the craziest thing that's ever happened to me. So other than uh, being shaken up a little, you were all right, though, right? Yeah, I just had probably, like, a bruise or two. But other than that, we are fine. Thank God. Let's walk it off. As Ron, yeah, exactly. as, as Ron always Ron, says, that'll buff out. That's it. Yeah, it and move on. <laughs> so what are, yeah. uh, other than uh, running the Chili Bowl here coming up, uh, what are your plans for the 2019 race season? Uh, well, I got a few things in the works. Um, I still have a, that 305 deal from last year. Uh, that's my main thing right now. But I have some side things I'm working on. They're not 100%, but I'm talking to some people, possibly a, 410 ride or a midget ride so it's still in the works but that's the plan i'm going up back up to indy for the summer for the race season any any chance we might uh, see you uh, at a local dirt oval here in uh, in ohio i mean yeah you you know anything could happen um i hear i hear there's a few of them around here that race uh, sprint cars (laughs) so you know got a start talking and find connections up there that's the hardest part about it, is just finding the connection because i'm doing most of this by myself so 
it's just finding the connection and getting around the right people. Well, you keep I got, keep winning I races, gotta, and you'll you'll get the connections. People start noticing. Yes, sir. But uh, yeah, Dean Henry, one of my uh, main sponsors. He's uh, he lives up there in Fremont, Ohio. So I, I was just going to say, Attic and uh, Fremont over this way do a really good job with the three hundred five. So uh, like to be be fun to watch you. Yeah, um, well, actually, we in that three hundred five. I think we do plan on going to Attica and running. The only thing is that they run open three hundred fives, and we have race savers. So we're the the open three hundred fives put out about fifty horsepower more. I'd say fifty to seventy five. That's a big so, deal. But I mean, it, for a wing, it's a bigger deal. But if you if you've got a good program going, you can hang with those guys and beat them possibly so but yeah we plan on running attica next year a few times uh i like to run fremont and there i know they run a lot of 410 wing stuff over there i'd like to hop in a 410 wing car and give it a try so yeah and you'd like that track yeah that's a oh, fun yeah, track yeah small bowling, and that's what i love i love the small bowling tracks so would you ever uh jump in a dirt late model yeah i'd give it a try okay. <laughs> it's got wheels you'll race it right yeah, I mean, yeah, my girlfriend, uh, Caitlin, she loves the the door bangers cars, and that's that's what I call them. That's that's what everyone in Texas calls them, door bangers. But yeah, I'd definitely hop in one and give it a rip. Ron, you drive a door banger. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> does uh, does your girlfriend come up with you uh, when you run uh, in Indiana around the Midwest here during the summers? Or she actually yeah. lives in Indiana. She lives oh, in well, that works out well. <laughs> yeah, she's actually. Right now, visiting for the shootout and whatnot, and she's gonna be at the Canepa race. But yeah, um, she also races. She races um, uh, Thunderstocks, which is kind of like a street stock class. Sure, I'd say smaller motors or something. I'm not exactly sure. Where does, but, she, does um, she run at Montpelier by any chance? In Indiana? Uh, Montpelier, Shady Hill, okay. Plymouth. Okay. So yeah, I've, I've raced with the. Uh, the Thunderstocks in Montpelier for their Monster Mash. Right. Okay, sweet. <laughs> what, yeah. What's her name? Can, can you share that or no? Oh uh, yeah, her name is uh, Kaylin Clark. Um, okay. I have to keep yeah. I have to keep an ear open for that. Maybe name. you'll see if you run into her someday, Scott. <laughs> Door bang, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, she's really good with setups and knows her stuff, and she's always in the shop. So, gotta get a girl like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Well, we appreciate you uh, calling in here and finally getting hooked up with you. And uh, we wish you luck this weekend and uh, down there in uh, Tulsa as well. It's down for us. It's up for you. Exactly. <laughs> appreciate it, though. And uh, hopefully uh, we get to see you around our neck of the woods uh, this summer, too. Yeah, sure. yeah I'll be back there uh, all year. Uh, I think we run Shady Hill, so. Cool. So we'll probably see you up there. Chili Bull's going to be on live TV, so I'll be watching. Yes, sir. C mains and C Bs and As will be on TV. And two years ago, we made the C. So hopefully, uh, my goal this year is to try to make the C and B and A, whichever one. But uh, I'm just trying to do better than what I've done in the past. So you always got to strive to do better. So one of our uh, listeners uh, on Facebook here uh, has a question. He wants to know if uh, if your girlfriend has a sister. <laughs> she does have a sister. <laughs> 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 does she race, or does she? Better yet, does she have a race car? No, she's a race fan, though. Oh, okay. And uh, she's a uh, twenty-five, so if he's that age, go ahead uh, and run. Uh, all right. Well, there you go, Joe. Uh, thanks for calling again, and uh, good luck. Uh, hopefully, uh, like I said, we'll see you uh, sometime around this uh, summer. Maybe have you back on the show or something. Yes, sir. That's pretty cool. Thanks, Scott. Yep. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Anton Hernandez. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Anton Hernandez. So, uh, yeah. Pretty interesting. Yeah. He's an interesting kid. Uh, we were talking a little bit before, so I'm glad we could uh, actually uh, get him on here. Well, and I like the fact that he's gotten to where he's at on talent. Joe says, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> That's with Mr. Nicolo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like he's earned it. He's not one of the ones I like that, that. Uh, bought his rap. I like so. that a lot. Good. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, the few things coming up uh, this weekend. Wrap up the show here. Uh, we got the Rumble, or not this weekend, but 
in the near weeks. future. Yeah. Uh, the Rumble in Fort Wayne, as we mentioned, at the Allen County War Memorial. It's uh, coming up uh, December 28th and 29th. That's The weekend uh, right after Christmas. In the Expo Center. Yeah, the weekend we're off. We're not going to be on. We'll have a best of show. That's it. Put it. Our first ever best of. You'll have something fun to watch. Yes. So if you need something fun to watch that Thursday night before. Is that uh, 28th? 26th? Wait, 25th is Tuesday. Right. 26th. So it'll be the 27th is, right. is the day we're off. So, yeah. Something fun to watch the night before the uh, Rumble in Fort Wayne. Uh, quarter midgets, go-karts, midgets. Uh, that's uh, what's going on there on the uh, Coke Serp. Right. And then uh, the race a couple days after that, Sandusky Speedway hangover race. I'm still thinking about maybe making it out there. I know you're going to be there. And that's the plan. Dave Gumby uh, Jr. is going to be there. And yeah. I've heard of there's going to be quite Steve a few people there. will be are, there. Corey McCoy will be there. Uh, I've gotten some uh, messages from some guys that have never raced there before, uh, and, and I think it's going to be a good. I think it's going to be a good weekend. Hopefully, it won't be as cold as last year. Yeah, the only time it's ever been canceled because they run rain, snow, whatever doesn't matter unless it's yeah. dangerously. We're, we're cold. looking. We're looking a little over two weeks out, but I, I did look at the extended forecast and. Uh, Honestly, we're not looking at any snow until a couple of days before the the hangover race, and then it's just going to be flurries. But uh, oh, I like lots of snow; it makes it more fun. Yeah, get to throw they're, they're talking, you know, thirty five degrees and mostly sunny. Okay, well, we'll try and get. But uh, but again, that's quite a ways out. Chris we'll, Miser, uh, Kevin Jaycox on next week to talk yep. about uh, that hangover race, since that's going to be our last live show before. Before the hangover race, yeah. Uh, and again, that's at Sandusky Speedway on January 1st. I believe gates open at 9, and the racing starts at 1. Hot laps at 11, maybe? Yeah. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, Chili Bowl Nationals at the River Spirit Expo Center there in Tulsa, January 14th through the 19th. You can uh, check out Anton Hernandez there, as well as a whole bunch of uh, other big names in uh, racing that are always there for the Chili Bowl Nationals. Uh, Mid-Michigan Raceway Park. We talked about this a little bit. We actually talked to Gene, sort of, and then hung sort up of. on him. And you <laughs> have to apologize oh, next I will. time you talk to him. him. Say, sorry about that. Did he call you on your phone there? Say, what no. the hell was that about? Uh, Whiteout 100 is going to be Saturday, February 2nd. That's another deal that's kind of like the uh, hangover race, I'm guessing, that's running right. any weather. And that's up in Mid-Michigan Raceway Park, which is north of Lansing, right? Yes. Yeah. So gates open at 12, racing at 2 for that again, Saturday. Fun little racetrack. February 2nd. And one note, uh, an update for uh, Oakshade Raceway. Um, the only update I have is that there's no world changes. There's your update. And, that, and that's that was from That was from this morning, yeah. Well, as of right now, there's right, no world well, changes. As of this morning. So And usually uh, they don't put out their schedule until uh, uh, After the, the first PRI or show. second week of uh, the April. February during all the, the speed weeks right. down in Florida. So we should start seeing other uh, schedules be popping up here for area tracks in the not too long or not too well, far Well, and future. I would think for our little slice of heaven out at Oakshade that uh, track will be opening the last weekend in April uh, for all the classes except late models, and first weekend in May will be full show. That's the way. Just, just guessing. That's the way it's been written in the past twenty years. I've been there. Right. I'm going to say the percentage on that opening night, though, of it actually happening yeah, pretty, because yeah. of uh, weather is probably about forty percent. Well, that's kind of like Attica scheduling races in, in March. March. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's probably about a, got a thirty percent success rate. Uh, but, but you got to try. But you got to yeah. Why not? I mean, it could be a eighty degree day in March. You never know. Probably not. But it could be. So, uh, no, like I said, next week we'll uh, set you up for the hangover race at Sandusky Speedway coming up on uh, January 1st. And um, don't forget to vote for us uh, as soon as we uh, sign off here momentarily. Uh, vote for us for Best of Toledo podcast on the Toledo City Papers Best of Toledo. That voting continues again through the – I keep thinking there's a calendar 18th. over there. Uh, yeah, through the 18th of December, which is Tuesday. So vote every day. If you haven't voted yet today – Go uh, click on that link. It's on our um, Facebook page. There's a pinned post at the top of our Facebook page, Hammerdown Racing Report on Facebook. 
Click on that. Take you right to the vote thing. Just wait for the little green thing to load up. It takes a little bit of time, and then just click on vote. Well, you may have to enter your email address if you haven't done that. But once you do that, you don't have to do that again. Just click vote. Come back tomorrow. Do the same thing. Day after that, same thing. All the way up till Tuesday. And tell your friends. There you go. Share it with your friends. Feel free to share that post with all your friends. So there you go. There is a boss non-wing show this year. Where? What? I don't know. That's Dave just said. I don't know. It was probably when we were talking about something. <laughs> a boss non-wing show. It's in Dusky, maybe? What, what about that other track that we were just talking about? Oakshade? Yeah. I heard rumblings. I can but it, but it wasn't official. nor deny anything. I've heard talk about things. Stuff. Yes, but I fear for uh, my life if I divulge anything. Uh, any updates on Millstream? Speaking of uh, updates on things? No. Okay. Nothing so, yet. All right. Well, that's it. That's it for this week. Again, need something uh, for Christmas at Oakshade? <laughs> 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 it was a little, little dyslexic there with his days. At Cushade O. Yeah, well, okay. sometimes your fingers type faster yeah. than the computer will understand. It, it happens. I understand that. Or phone or whatever. Um, yeah, call Ron Miller Race Cars if you're looking for a last-minute Christmas gift. Or call him now. You know, Don't wait the last minute. That's right. He's got uh, everything a racer needs. Shop phone gives you my cell phone number. Feel free to call. 734-856-7223. That's 856 856- race and if you'd like to be a sponsor of the hammerdown racing report you can uh get that information on our website hammerdownracingreport.com links to our uh various ways you can consume the show on there as well which include iheart google play music itunes and whatever else spreaker.com uh, is where we're there actually originates we're yeah. everywhere so one more show before we call it a year that'll be show number 63 that's next thursday night at seven o'clock and, again, we'll set you up for the uh, hangover race at Sandusky and uh, any other uh, late-breaking news uh, before the Christmas holiday. Well, we'll And I'm sure there'll be plenty. And thanks uh, to Dave uh, Kemmer. He's uh, always sending me uh, updates and stuff. Some stuff I do, I miss. So uh, okay, he makes sure we don't miss anything. He must have gotten the uh, the special word on that boss thrill or that boss have, yeah. non-wing. Yeah. How does yeah? What's your source on that, Mister Dave Kemmer? I'd be curious to know that. Hey, we're out of here. <laughs> yeah, let's start. Uh, let's do this. There we go. All right. So that was uh, an interesting edition of the Hammerdown Racing Report. It was different. It's cool talking to Anton though. So yeah. good luck to him this weekend. See you next week. Bye. <laughs> you have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report from the Ron Miller Race Car Studio. Listen on demand on iHeartRadio. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.